Okay. Hello, good evening, everyone. Lovely to see everyone here. Uh, so we're officially heading into the holiday season. And uh, we have Thanksgiving coming just in a few days here, which can be really fun and exciting. And also comes with its own slew of stressors and maybe some food anxiety and different challenges. Um, but I love that you guys showed up. That means you're really interested in um, showing up for yourself and hopefully using some of these tips that we go over tonight, not only through Thanksgiving, but through the holiday season and um, of course thereafter as well. So tonight uh, we are gonna be talking about mindful eating, uh, some mindful partying and some healthier Thanksgiving swaps. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. Give me one second here. All right. That's not what I want. Sorry, guys. That's the end of it. Okay. Okay, so Thanksgiving, mindfulness, party tips, and healthier swaps. Here we go. So you are probably learning a lot about mindfulness from Francisco. Um, we're just gonna do a super brief reminder here, a little run through. Uh, so what is mindfulness? The basic science behind mindfulness when we find ourselves in a stressful situation, our animal instinct activates a part of our brain called the amygdala. This triggers our fight or flight. That's our survival mechanism. So this was super helpful back when we were hunters and gatherers and needed to protect ourselves from prey. But now it's a reaction that can cause us great and unnecessary anxiety, fear, and other stressful feelings plus a release of cortisol throughout our body. So cortisol is that stress hormone. Um, and that's what, if you have that released frequently, you tend to have a uh, kind of a belly fat that won't go away. Um, so we're trying to reduce that, right? When we use mindfulness to bring us to the present moment, which is called present moment awareness, we start to activate the prefrontal cortex of our brains. So this lessens the attention on the amygdala, and then it creates a calmness, compassion, and space in our emotional body. So if you're feeling emotionally triggered or anxious or overwhelmed, frustrated, et cetera, which can happen anytime, but I know for myself, it tends to happen more during the holiday season, bringing yourself back to the present moment is a practice you can use to soothe yourself. By finding your breath, you can calm your central nervous system and then guide yourself to a more proactive action or mindset instead of an emotionally charged reaction. This can allow you to then take a step back and try to see the situation from an objective perspective. Once we find this calmness and emotional space in our bodies, it can lead us to feelings of gratitude and a shift in perspective of what's actually the most important thing right now in this moment. So how does this relate to food and to eating? Mindful eating is about connecting our bodies and our minds through the eating process. 
being conscious of where our food comes from, how it tastes, the texture, how it feels in our mouth, and how much our body actually needs at one sitting. So taking the time to slow down and appreciate each bite is something that we rarely practice, but can have major benefits to our overall health. A lot of which we talked about last week with our digestion. Some of the, the benefits of mindful eating an appreciation of the food source. So having an awareness of where the food came from, um, whether that's from the farm, from the farmer's market, um, the, everything that went through to get to your plate. And then also remembering that we really wanna focus on higher quality foods. These are gonna be easier for our body to use as fuel. Thinking about who prepared it. Sometimes appreciating um, the effort that it took to create the meal can be a great reminder of gratitude for the chef and for the cooking process. Even if that's yourself, it's, it's, it's important to really um, appreciate the time that you're taking to create these healthier meals for yourself. Uh, reducing your, oh, I'm sorry, improving your digestion. So this is what we talked about last week. So slowing down your eating to improve your digestion, connecting with your body and understanding your hunger and fullness cues, all right? enjoying each bite and not rushing that process. Preparing your body, and so we talked about this last week as well, preparing your body for the food little by little, right? So just having a little bite, allowing those digestive enzymes in your stomach to go, oh, okay, we're preparing, now we're gonna get more food, so now we can start the absorption process um, as opposed to just shoveling it all in there, which can create digestive upset. Reducing your cortisol. I was just talking about cortisol with the fight or flight. Um, so this is that stress hormone that release in our releases in our body when it's under extreme stress. So by having a mindful practice around eating and awareness of what your body needs versus what your brain wants, you can reduce that stress. Weight loss or weight management. The more tuned in you are to your body, the less likely you are to overeat or overindulge in foods that cause you discomfort after you consume. And finally, self-awareness of triggers or distractions. So mindfulness doesn't mean that you're no longer gonna feel emotionally triggered, but it does give you some simple tools to bring yourself out of those heightened emotions more quickly. You may be more aware if you feel compelled to eat when you're emotionally triggered, that's that sort of comfort eating, right? So if you're, if you're someone who tends to be that way, just note it and then try to shift your behavior, right? If you get upset and you start reaching for the ice cream or the potato chips, go, okay, this is a habit. This is, I'm triggered. This is something that I've done maybe your entire life. Note it and try to shift that behavior to something more productive. Maybe that's journaling, taking a walk, calling a friend that can be compassionate. Or maybe you're someone who loses your appetite when you feel anxious or stressed. If you're someone like that, note it and see if some breathing exercises can help you reduce that stress and allow you to reconnect with your body. Um, yeah. So distractions, this is something that we see a lot, especially with the phones, right? So it's like you're having a meal, but you're scrolling on your phones. And again, that's just disconnecting us from what we're actually eating. So taking the time to be present with your food when you're eating, try to put that cell phone away, the TV, all that multitasking, all of that. If you're trying, if you're not as distracted, again, you can connect with your body's cues.
All right, time to party. So again, you can use this for Thanksgiving, but you can use it for any time, all through the holiday season, um, all through the year, of course. But uh, it's a good time to kind of start practicing it because this is such a kind of food forward holiday. So um, we kind of know what to expect. Um, and you kind of know what your behavior is year to year, right? If you're someone who, like this first one, you starve yourself all day, or if you're someone who, um, you know, I don't know, oh, really makes himself sick every year. I mean, we, we all tend to have a certain patterns. So maybe we shift those a little bit this year. So first and foremost, try not to starve yourself in anticipation of the feast. Um, instead, you want to eat one of your nice balanced meals earlier in the day. Really make sure you hydrate. I know we are just honing in on this hydration, but it's so important. When you deprive your body, you're more likely to binge later on in the day. And then again, that's just going to be really upset, upsetting for your digestive system. Um, and it's disconnecting to your body, right? So have your balanced meal, um, and then enjoy yourself. Bring a dish to the party that you made. Uh, that way you know you have at least one healthy option. So uh, yesterday you guys got in the newsletter, there's an attachment with some of my favorite holiday dishes. So those are some healthier options. If you're not someone who cooks, you can always bring like a veggie and dip appetizer or something like that, or some nuts and fruit or something that is a healthier option. Um, at least you'll have something to munch on that isn't really, you know, fried and high, high calorie. Try not to hover around the food or in the kitchen. So this is like physically taking yourself away from that kind of food centric um, behavior. So often if there's like a buffet, um, people kind of tend to hover around that. So just trying to shift, shift your action here. And if you're tempted to just kind of mindlessly nibble and graze, Grab a glass of sparkling water. It'll keep your hands occupied. It'll keep your stomach a little bit fuller with the carbonation. And then focus on socializing with your friends and family and not just mindlessly munching. Enjoy a couple traditional sides and enjoy a couple healthier swaps. So of course you want to enjoy as people have like their favorite things that they have to have every year. Of course you want to do it. Um, have those and then also see if you can have some of these healthier swaps. So maybe that means like, okay, you're going for the mashed potatoes and stuffing, like no negotiation there, but also have some of that salad or a non-starchy non veg. Being mindful of your portions. So we're always talking about the portions. You guys have that guide that's within your app. Um, review it, print it out, have it on your phone just know how much your portion of protein is, your portion of um, starchy carbohydrates. Um, keep that in mind. Take it with you. Take it with you as you eat out, as you go to these parties um, so that you, you know, you don't overdo it. I think, you know, mindful of portion mindfulness is really one of the main keys to success when it comes to food. And it's just retraining yourself. It's really, it really is. It's not easy, but uh, when in doubt, veggies, veggies, veggies. Um, and remember, you can always have leftovers the next day. You don't have to eat everything, you know, the night of. Leftovers can be even better. Balancing your plate. 
All right, so here I have quarter protein, quarter starchy carbs, and half other veg or produce, which is kind of more typical of how you should be eating day to day. Uh, Thanksgiving, it might look more like a third protein, a third starchy carbs, a third other um, other veggies, but do your best and just try to get that balance. The reason we balance is because then you know you're getting your protein, you know you're getting your fiber in there, you know you're getting some nutrient-dense foods, and this is gonna help you stay more satiated. All right, and then finally, starting with one plate of food, so this is a mindful practice. You can actually practice this while you're sitting at the table. So you're starting with your one plate of food. This is your balanced plate and your mindful portion plate. Eat it, enjoy it. You're having each bite and savoring it and thinking about where this food came from and who prepared it for you and all these mindful things. And then wait and allow yourself 15, 20 minutes to digest it. And at the end of that time, ask yourself, Am I actively hungry? If you are actively hungry, sure, go back and get whatever it is that your body is craving. Um, or if you're like, I'm not actively hungry, but oh my gosh, those sweet potatoes were so good. I just need like two more bites. Then go and get yourself, you know, a smaller portion, just enough to kind of satiate that craving. Um, but again, finding that mindfulness of, am I actively hungry? And then do what it is that your body is asking you to do. All right, we're gonna talk about some drinking here. So keep in mind that as soon as you drink alcohol, uh, your metabolism immediately slows down. That is just some science right there. So it's also, of course, going to impair your feelings of satiation, fullness, right? You, you're less inhibited. So it's like, okay, I, maybe I don't care anymore what I'm putting in my mouth, or I maybe you literally don't get those cues of I am full. Um, so just kind of keeping that in mind. Um, I'm not against alcohol, you know, I think it's has its place, um, but it is important to uh, be mindful of it. So when it comes to alcohol, try to pace yourself to one drink per hour. Your liver cannot metabolize any more of that than that. So that's one of the main reasons that we suggest that is because your liver can't handle more than that. And that's when you start to get in trouble. Eating something before you start drinking. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has uh, made this error in the past. Um, but Food is going to slow your alcohol absorption. We all know that, especially high fat foods. All right. So if there's something that's a little bit higher in fat, or if you're feeling a little too tipsy, going for something that's a bit higher in fat will, will sort of um, keep you more balanced. Drinking eight ounces of water for every serving of alcohol. I don't know that anyone actually does this, but it is a really good idea because it's going to help keep you hydrated. All right, so even if you don't drink the alcohol in between, I'm sorry, drink the water in between your alcoholic beverages, try to drink a lot of water before you go to bed. So that's gonna help flush your liver out so you won't feel horrible the next day. Uh, and finally, you talked about this a little bit in the last slide, having a seltzer water or club soda, sparkling water in between your alcoholic beverages. Um, so that carbonation is gonna help curb your hunger 
and it'll give you a little bit of hydration at the same time. So we're moving on to our healthier swaps. These are just a few swaps. I'll ask you guys to share any you might have when we come to the end here. So swapping out the dark meat for light meat, that's just, it's just a healthier, uh, healthier to have the light meat, but you know, we all have our preferences. Um, swapping out your potatoes for cauliflower. So there's a lot of this, you know, mashed cauliflower that's kind of become a, a craze in the last number of years. Some people do like half a potato and half cauliflower, and that way you're still kind of getting that nice starchiness from the potatoes, but half of it is going to be less starchy, less carbs. Um, with the cauliflower, you can just roast them both. You can roast the cauliflower and put it in with your uh, boiled potatoes and mash it all together. Uh, swapping out your butter for olive oil. Okay, that's a nice one. Um, swapping out your salt for herbs and spices. I I am a salt person. I will admit I love my salt. I love different kinds of salt, um, but I also really love cooking with fresh herbs. <clears throat> I think it just adds so much flavor to your dish. Um, and then if you're using, especially if you're using fresh herbs, you really don't need to use as much salt, right? Cause you're just using the salt to bring out a little bit more of the flavor. Swapping out your sour cream for Greek yogurt. Uh, that's an easy one, right? And your Greek yogurt of course is gonna have a lot more protein, a lot less saturated fat. Um, I made some sweet potato, sweet potato cornbread the other night and used Greek yogurt instead of sour cream in it. And they're really delicious and super moist is really nice. Swapping out your mashed potatoes for roast potatoes. That might not be a popular opinion, but um, certainly roast potatoes. You're not adding all that cream and butter to them, right? So it's just kind of keeping them nice and simple. Swapping your canned cranberry for homemade. That canned stuff, it just has so much sugar in it and the preservatives um, and homemade, it's kind of fun. You can add your own like orange or lemon zest to it and make it a little more personal, give it a little more zing um, and less sugar, of course. Uh, and this is a kind of a nice one as we go into the holiday season, swapping out your apple pie for baked apples. Uh, I've been experimenting with baked apples last few years and they're really good. It's really satiating. You get to put that nice fun filling in the middle of it and still have a little of your uh, vanilla ice cream with it. Um, it just doesn't have as much of the crust, of course, that the apple pie does, uh, but they're really good. When it comes to sweet potatoes, swapping out your marshmallows for maple syrup, or maybe you don't need any sweetener at all. Uh, maybe you're just happy with the natural sugars that come about from the sweet potato. And swapping out a bunch of that meat stuffing for some extra veggies. Um, a lot of people put like the sausage and that kind of stuff into your stuffing. Maybe you're just putting extra veggies in there, extra maybe herbs and spices. So you're getting a lot of flavor. And then in terms of appetizers, um, kind of what I was saying before, like instead of having a big charcuterie plate, maybe you're going for some veggies and dip or some nuts and fruit, and olives, that kind of thing. All right, and finally, it's only one day, all right? I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you are not gonna gain 10 pounds in one day. It is not possible. I mean, if you did, I would be really impressed with how much you would have eaten. 
So you cannot gain a bunch of weight in one day. Um, you want to enjoy yourself, right? However, <laughs> while one or two days of overindulgence is not going to derail your progress, it can be a slippery slope. And that's the reason that we're doing this challenge, right? Is because instead of saying, you know, screw it, I'm just going to wait until the new year. It's about really being conscious of your habits and your actions throughout this whole season. Um, and of course, beyond that. Um, so you have the opportunity to start yourself back on track on Friday morning. If you feel like you overdid it for Thanksgiving, make sure you're getting lots of water. If you get, get on the scale on Friday morning, you're like, oh my God, I, I gained five pounds. It's water retention. It's coming from the sodium. It's coming from just your body's trying to process the food. So hydrating yourself to push out the extra fluids. Um, it's going to make you feel a lot better getting a little bit of exercise in maybe having a, a healthier, lighter breakfast will make help your digestion as well. And then you can have those leftovers, but again, having your leftovers with the mindfulness in, the, in mind with the balance plate and the portions. Focusing on the people. So Thanksgiving is about giving thanks. Yes, it's food is a major player on this holiday, but the true reason we gather is to celebrate our relationships. Even if that means reminding yourself that you're grateful to yourself for taking steps towards your health, like participating in this challenge. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by the food, focus on the people, call someone, talk to, to someone you haven't seen in a long time, maybe your great aunt you haven't seen in you know years, or maybe your sibling you need to smooth things over with or whatever the case may be. And finally, take care of yourself. Holidays can bring up a lot of emotions. So try to do what's best for you. Maybe that means taking time out to go for a walk or putting an exercise class on YouTube or meditating or journaling. Any, any of these actions uh, that can help alleviate some stress and kind of shift that, that mindset if you're feeling frustrated or anxious or stressed out. If you get triggered by anyone, a family member, a stranger, um, you know, a spouse, take a deep breath, try to emotionally step away from the comment and just know that you're doing everything you can to honor your own best interest. All right, you guys, so that's what I have for tonight. I'm gonna ask if anyone has any fun shares or swaps or tips um, you'll see here at the bottom, I put, I don't know if you guys are on Instagram, I post every day and I post a lot of recipes. So if you're interested in cooking, if that's your jam, um, I also do mindfulness tips and um, exercise tips and that kind of thing. But if you are curious, go ahead and check me out at Allison Wellness. Um, I always include the whole recipe in the post so you can get uh, get some good stuff in your your holiday arsenal. All right. So we are back. Does anyone have any fun tips they have for the holidays or like maybe some swaps or anything like that? I like to make my own cranberry relish. My mom taught me this one and um, because my sister and I really love like tart kind of sour stuff. So we take the a bag of cranberries and one orange 
with the peel still on it and just kind of process it down to a little chunky bits. And then you slowly add like the sugar to whatever taste level you want it. So we always like it, like hardly any sugar because we like that. I love that. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. I know it's obviously it's more effort than opening a can of cranberry sauce, but like you get to control the sugar and that's huge, right? You have more um, and yeah, and it's like your own, it's your own flavor. And then you can also have it for a long time. It probably lasts for a while too. Yeah. And you know, most people have never seen like a fresh cranberry relish because they're used to the boil on the stove kind of thing. So when I've taken it to parties, they're like, what is this? Of course, I do make it a little sweeter than my personal taste for a party because not everybody likes it that tart. But um, yeah, they're pretty excited. And it it's a good contrast if you're feeling like you've had a lot of like turkey and the stuffing and potatoes where you're kind of feeling a little greasy. That gives you that shot of that like fresh fruitiness. <laughs> I love that. That's a great tip. Love yeah. Yes. Bring your own cranberry relish. Anybody else? Come on, guys. Oh, I was going to ask the, the swap from dark meat to light meat. Is there a particular reason or is it just the fattier, higher calorie? Exactly. Fattier, higher calorie. I mean, I personally don't eat turkey, but once upon a time I did. And I always liked the dark meat. <laughs> but uh, I, I would honestly say, yes, it's, it's lower in calories, um, lower in fat. Um, I'd say dark meat is better than like a honey baked ham. So it kind of depends what you're, what you have on the table, but yeah. Thank you. Or a little bit of each, you know, for balance. Yep. Anybody else? Any questions? Any questions in general about tracking or anything that came up over the last couple of weeks? Uh, we're starting into week three here. So almost halfway. I have a question. I told you at one point that I've been trying to cut out the candy. So I've been trying to swap more for fruit as my snacks and stuff. Is it bad to have fruit on an empty stomach? Because I thought I had read or heard something that it messes up your acids in your stomach. So some of that depends on what fruit you're eating. Some of it depends on like, for example, I have clients who are diabetic or pre-diabetic if that's the case you want to have it with something like with fat or protein that's going to slow how it hits your bloodstream um i would say in general just keep if it doesn't give you discomfort keep doing what you're doing <laughs> just oh. yeah yeah just again be mindful of your portions and then going for lower sugar um fruits like berries and melon and that kind of thing okay sounds good thanks yeah Anyone else? About eight on the nose here. All right, you guys. Well, you know where to find me. Uh, I will be doing some coaching tomorrow, sending you guys messages and um, have a happy Thanksgiving. I will see you all next Monday and we'll be talking about getting back on track <laughs> from Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, but enjoy yourselves and, uh, please feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Thanks, Allison. Thank you, Allison. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. Thank you. Thanks for joining me, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.